Welcome to The Postural Perspective, a place where I share my perspective on everything in the space between life and death. I am your host, Pasho. Well, my Pachos Chachos, today I have a little parody for you, and we're going to call it Let's Play With Sin, episode 60. So, in lieu of a month of glorifying debauchery, I figure, why stick to only the queen of sins, the deadliest of sins, that being pride, why not make a whole competition of it like the Romans used to do when they gave bread and circus instead of thinking about the actual problems like our terrible southern border, like our influx of criminals, like our influx of fentanyl, like our almost being in World War Three? Instead of focusing on that, why not have some games that everyone in the nation can participate in? And so let's begin at the bottom. First, we have lust. So what could we do with lust? Well, I stole actually an idea from Aldous Huxley's book, Brave New World, where we could simply take a child, preferably younger than one year, and place them into a room and let them go at it and have orgies, right? Because isn't that what all these perverted pedophiles want? And so give them their bread and circus. And then maybe they can make bets, right? Like the winner is the kid who has the shortest refractory period or the girl who, you know, has the most partners and body count. Second, we have gluttony, right? You got to love gluttony. And so one was inspired by an Obama skit from Key and Peel where uh, Michelle Obama says something about worrying about kids collapsing their bunk beds. And so I I came up with something I'm going to refer to as the twin bed competition. You're going to take two of your siblings, if you have them, otherwise your parents or somebody blood related in your family, they are going to sit in the opposite team's bottom bunk. And meanwhile, the opposite team's loved ones and family are going to be underneath you and your partner. And you're going to eat and eat and eat until you collapse that bunk bed. And whoever collapses on top of the other person's family wins. Or, if you don't like that idea, we can always go gluttony in the old liquid fashion and like a fret party, have a person or have a group of people drink until they fill up a trash can or die. Death is an automatic winner for your team. Third, we have greed. Here, we can either go to a mall and loot like crazy, and the winner is based on the weight of items collected. We could also have a subway theft competition, where both teams start on opposite ends of the subway, and they meet in the middle, or 60-40, whoever actually wins. And again, the one who steals from the most and steals the most is the winner. Followed by Sloth. Here, we can take two people, strap them in a seat like a clockwork orange, helmet on, eyes always open, droplets placed to keep them moisturized, and force them to watch violent videos, rape, sissy porn, all of those perverted things, drag dances with children. The first person to cry 
loses, right? Because sloth is absolute apathy for your fellow man. And so it shouldn't bother anybody that they are suffering, right? What is our response? Take out a cell phone. Don't actually help the person, but make sure it's on video so they could have that shame for the rest of their life. Wonderfully done. Now we are followed by wrath. And so whoever can spite the other person wins. We can introduce people you don't like and the person who exacts the most revenge on that person, such as doxing and slander and other physical harm wins. Now we have envy, right? He who can list the most people that they are jealous of and explain why could win. Or I actually stole an idea from the Seinfeld television show with uh, something from Festivus, the airing out of the grievances. And so whoever can come up with the most grievances towards the other team would win. And then, of course, we have Queen Pride sitting on her throne at the top as the deadliest sin of all. And whoever can check the most microaggression boxes and win the majority of competition competitions in the bottom becomes the all-time winner. Well, obviously this is parody, but if it happens in 10 years, don't say I didn't warn you. Like Ray Bradbury warned us of technology, like Aldous Huxley warned us of oligarchical control. But you heard it here first, folks. If you liked it, give me a like, give me a review. Most importantly, share it with more people to hear it and enjoy it and mock this, right? Do not allow them to shove this in your face over the month. You laugh at it at every moment because you know it is disgraceful. You know that it is wrong and you know that it is ludicrous. And the only response to disgusting filth like that is laughter and ridicule. Now, I'm not saying be mean, But do not submit. Do not give in. Like that coward from Toronto who first spoke truth and said that we need to boycott all of these perverts and then bent the knee and said, oh, I'm so happy. And they're still calling for his neck. Don't ever apologize. Don't ever take the knee to any of these people. You stand for what is right. You read the book. You know how it ends. You know what's important. We're not concerned with this material world. We know God always wins. Well, thanks for spending some time with me, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.